It is more of the best of the Cooking in the Dark show. Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. The kitchen. I will go to the kitchen. And although some recipes I cannot read, still I'm sure I can't do everything I need. This show, Cooking in the Dark, it is the key. He's a mighty talkative Texan. You know Cheryl, she tells him so. I know Dale Campbell would like to welcome you to this hair show. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Holy smoly guacamole! Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. This is Cheryl Cummings, and I'm going to introduce you to the man who proves to us every week that you don't need sight to cook dinner tonight, Dale Campbell. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And I want to welcome you to Cooking in the Dark and introduce you to something that came in just the other day to Cooking in the Dark. We're going to be having a lot of fun with this in upcoming shows, I can guarantee you. It's the talking microwave. Can't wait. So we'll just go through it real quick here. They take the original touch panel off and install a new touch panel. The buttons on the panel are um, they're about the size of a nickel. They've got an outside ring around them, so they're really easy to identify. There's three across, so there's three buttons across, and there's four rows of these. One, two, three, four. The very top button is the cook button. Now, what's cool on the microwave, if you just press a button, it'll identify what it does without activating it. Cook time not set. That was the very first button. That told us the cook time is not set, but that sets the cook time. So you press and hold it. Cook time not set. Set cook time set minutes. Set cook time minutes. So I'm going over to the other top button and... One minute. One minute. Two Two minutes, three minutes. Oh, wait, I only needed two minutes, so guess what? Two minutes. You can count back down with the button right below it. Or you can press and hold it in, Cheryl. Three, five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes. And it jumps in five-minute increments. Oh. Very cool. Now. Cook time, twenty minutes, cook. zero seconds. Time, twenty minutes, zero seconds. Cook time, twenty minutes, zero seconds. Set cook time. Now, to clear it, you just simply hold that same button in, and it'll clear your cook time. It also has a kitchen timer on it that you can set to use. It has different cook levels. You can adjust the volume control of the speech. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Plus, it's one big cubic foot cooking area. It's got a turntable in it. It's 1,000 watts of cooking power, man. I can't wait. <laughs> so, next week, y'all, we're going to do a microwave show. We'll cook dinner in the microwave. Show you how easy it is to do. Cannot wait for that. That sounds like a great idea. But today, we're going to do, we're going to cook some shrimp. Bubba Gump shrimp. <laughs> got fried shrimp. You got shrimp at the You got bold shrimp. You got lemon pepper shrimp. You got all kinds of shrimp. We went down to the bayou, caught us some shrimpies, and we're going to be cooking some shrimp today. Actually, I'm going to show you how to make a del oh great oven-fried shrimp. I've got away from frying a lot of stuff, you know? I mean, it's, 
not that healthy for you. It's a little bit dangerous for us blind folks. Not dangerous, dangerous in a bad way, but, I mean, you can get burnt. You can watch yourselves like that story I told a long time ago when I was frying bacon and burnt myself doing that. Man, that was crazy. But I put the skillet right back up there and cooked some more bacon after I got done because I was getting back on the bicycle. Plus, I love bacon. Exactly. <laughs> bacon, bacon, bacon. So anything going on with you, Cheryl? Everything cool? Everything's good. I mean, we, we've been... Uh sort of getting ready for the upcoming year of our after-school program. So that's fun, you know, figuring out all the insurance issues and our transportation and trying to get recruit kids and all that, you know. Getting the budget put back in line, right? Oh, absolutely. It's just, you know. Now, do you have a lot of kids that come back year after year or do you have to recruit every year? Um, we have, actually, we've been pretty fortunate, I suppose. We do have a lot of kids that come back year after year. So there's a core group that's been coming, I'd say, pretty much since we started. Nice. Um, and then other kids come in and maybe stay a year and go on to something else, and these kids keep coming back. So, okay. Yeah. Now, it, are they all over the, the, the Boston area? They are. They are. Wow. So, as you can imagine, um, that's sometimes a little challenging because at least this past this past year, the schools all got out pretty much around the same time, the elementary and high schools. Um, so, that was a little tough, trying to figure out how are we going to get. And uh, the other thing that was surprising, I mean, I, I know, you know, teachers have their stuff to do and blah, 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 but... Um, this this one school, the administrator or whoever was not, like, I mean, I was just stunned that she would get so upset, like, having to wait an extra 15 or 20 minutes for us to get there. Um, yeah, and that can be, um, yeah, that kind of runs into a problem. Yeah. Both sides, on both sides, because, like, with Candace, you know, being a first grade teacher, uh, that 15 minutes, man, is time that she's usually back in her room Either sometimes she's got to meet with parents, mm-hmm. you know, in that time, or she's trying to get her stuff, you know, papers graded and stuff done so she can get on her way. But, um, yeah, it's crazy how that little bit of time is so valuable. Yeah. So do they don't do any busing then? I mean, the schools don't bus the kids to you. You've got to no, go No, I've got to go. The, the issue is that our program, I mean, we don't, it's, it's you know, we're sort of like in this catch-22 thing. We don't have enough funding to be like a everyday type of program. So the schools, as a result, won't bust the kids to us. Um, because it's not an everyday thing. Right. And, and it's like, well, we can't be an everyday thing until we get the funding. And the funding is like, well, you don't have enough kids. <laughs> yeah, it's that, that, that it just, 22, that double-edged sword. Yeah, you know? it just keeps going around and around. And I'm like, you know... You guys figure that out. We're going to serve the kids we have, and we're going to do the what we can. best we can with what we've got. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to wait till we've got X amount of dollars. That's all your kids are cooking in the dark fans, so they're all cool. <laughs> they are, and, and I told you. I get you, letters. I get letters. Well, and I told you, last, you know, this last year, there's this fantastic school, culinary school here in, uh, right outside of Boston that, offers classes for kids and we've been working with them and we've done at least three or four lessons um you know and the kids totally love the experience um that's great yeah so and we're going to continue well, that's why we need we need more i mean 
man, we need we, the kids need to be taught to cook. You know, no matter at what age. I mean, uh, of course, at different levels of cooking for different ages. But I mean, you know, when I was in third grade, you know, I could make a sandwich. Mm -hmm. I tried making brownies one time. I wasn't really sure what that one cup of water was, but I looked at the picture in the measuring cup in there. The it was full. So I went ahead and filled up our measuring cup, but ours was a two and a half cup. So oops. <laughs> when they baked, they were a little watery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I gave it a shot. Yeah. You did. But just some basic, some basic instruction is great. Don't grow up, you know, being afraid to, and don't. And plus, guys, tell your kids this, Cheryl. That tell the guys that it's the best way to get a chick. Well, we're going to certainly mention cook. that again. Well, I mean, and the really fun thing has been watching the kids, Soaked like, up. try dishes that they, you know, like, if you took them out to dinner, they're like, we don't want that. And right. and we're cooking, you know, we were making, like, a enchilada, and it had uh, black olives in it, and it had corn and all this other stuff. And they're like, I want to taste that. <laughs> so, Very cool. Yeah, they were, they were cool. tasting things. I'm like... We shouldn't tell them that most kids are like, I'm not eating olives. <laughs> no, and you know what? And Well, if you do tell them that, just let them know most kids are missing out, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There is. There was no way wild horses wasn't going to drag me over there to try some of that stuff, you know, back then. But now, golly, man, I was missing out. So that's awesome that, you know, they're open-minded enough to try some of that new stuff out. Yeah. Hey, we've made like spinach salads, you know, and that's like the cranberries and the almonds and you know, they make the vinaigrette and everything. So That's really cool. It's it's been a nice experience. There was um this guy in the hospital, he was dying. And his family called in their preacher and he was he wouldn't have much time left and when the preacher got there he kinda he went into the room and the family you know, left just to give them some time alone. And man, as soon as the preacher walked up to his bed, he started going downhill fast. You know, in his last effort, he grabbed a piece of paper and, you know, he had an oxygen mask on. He was kind of messed up. And he scribbled out a note real fast for the preacher. And then he died. You know, just as he handed it to the preacher, he died. And the preacher, oh, thinking, man, I, you know, he just folded it up and put it in his pocket, not thinking about it. You know, he didn't want to bring it up then, you know, with the family, with everything that just happened. So, at the funeral, a few days later, he's given the eulogy, and he realizes, oh, man, this is the same jacket I had on that night. I've still got Alfred's note in my pocket. And he goes, and you know, Alfred wrote me a note on his deathbed. Just before he died, he passed me this note. And he pulls it out, and he reads it. It says, move to your left. You're standing on my oxygen line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad, bad, bad. All right, y'all, that was an eye roller for today. We made my eyes roll. <laughs> we'll be right back on the other side, y'all. We're going to talk about doing some oven-fried shrimp. And if you're lucky, I'm going to show you how to do something else to turn them up a notch. Make them a little buffalo nickel-type shrimpies on Cooking in the Dark. We'll be right back. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. Okay, y'all, we are back. Now, 
I've got some shrimpies. The ones we bought, y'all, were the 10, 10 to 15s, okay? What that means is that it takes about 10 to 15 of these shrimp to make a pound. So, you know, in that case, they're all about an ounce. They're all fairly good size. They will be, um, they're about as long as my finger. And you don't know how long my finger is, so that's not a very good clue. <laughs> they're all about, the tails are probably about three inches to four inches long. Some of these shrimpies are nice fat shrimpies. Some of them are a little bit skinny shrimpies, but that's all right. What we got to do is we've got to head them. And I did get kind of lazy and bought them already headed. But we do have to peel them. Now I've got a thing called a shrimp tool, a shrimp peeler. It kind of looks like a, a knife with a pointy end on it. And the pointy end is curved, kind of like a crooked witch's finger. <laughs> you know, you think about a witch's finger with arthritis, kind of hooked. Right. It's kind of right. got a little hook on the end of it. But what it allows you to do, really cool... Let me peel a few of these here for you real fast. It starts off kind of at a, at a point, and this, this um, shrimp peeler is thin. I mean, it's about as, uh, as a little bit thicker than a knife, maybe two knife blades thick. But as it goes from the pointy part, it kind of curls down on the bottom and gets wider to the handle. The handle is about an inch, and, oh, about an inch high, so it actually separates. What happens is, is you start with that pointy part right at the back of the shrimp, right under the shell, and you just run it all the way down through his tail. As he goes forward, of course, it pulls the shell away from the body of the shrimp. At the same time, it also deveins the shrimp. So this makes really fast work when you've got to peel shrimp. Because you can boil shrimp, and a lot of people will just boil them with the shells on. Then you've got to peel them yourself. And then you get a hold of one of them shrimp that just ate before he got caught in the net, you know. <laughs> and he's got that big O, because down the back of the shrimp is their, um, I guess their intestine, if you want to call it that. You know, it's just that big black mark, that big black line. But by using this tool, it just rips the shell right off of them, and at the same time, deveins them. And these are like raw, uncooked shrimp, right? Raw, uncooked shrimp. Okay. Right off the boat in Kima, Texas. All right. Now, you can get them with heads on. They're a little bit cheaper. Of course, you don't get as many shrimp because the heads take up some of the weight. Right. And then you've got to take the heads off. So you Yeah, then you just well. twist the heads and, yeah. you know, but they're headed. They, I mean, with heads on, they were like three-something a pound, so they weren't that very, they weren't too expensive. And, of course, they've got all different sizes, but usually shrimp, you buy them by the, the size, you know, and that's, as I indicated, that's the number that it takes. You know, you can buy 20 to 30s. You know, and that means it takes about 20 to 30 to make a pound. Mm -hmm. So those are going to be a lot smaller. Right. I like the 10 to, now they have some that are about 6 to 8, you know, which oh, are big. those are huge. Real big. Those are great for barbecuing, you know, grilling. Right. You don't want to get them too big because they start getting tough. You, mm -hmm. know? you don't want to get them too small because they're a pain. They're a pain to peel and eat. Now, if we get the smaller ones, like the 20 to 30s, when I boil those, if I boil them, I will just boil them straight up with the tails on. Yeah. People can peel those themselves. I figured I bought the shrimp, man. I cooked them. Y'all can peel them. <laughs> and the best, the base seasoning, and you pop that in the pot. You put your put your shrimp in, and woof, what a nice boil. Spicy, not too spicy. We'll do that on one of the shows. Yeah, we'll boil some shrimp on a show coming up, and then when we do that, what we'll do is, when you boil them, man, you want to throw in some 
corn on the cob. Ooh, I like some, this. Uh, some red potatoes into that spicy shrimp boil. Oh, man, it really is good. Mushrooms, big mushroom caps are delicious in there, too. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. That's good stuff. So what I'm going to do now, we've got our shrimp peeled. So let me get them prepared. We're going to butterfly them. Butterflying is no big deal. It's pretty easy to do. I've already got a bunch of these butterflied, so I'll just kind of describe what we're doing as we do it. Since you can't see me, I am pretty good looking, though. Yeah, we were out the other night at this bar, and these friends of ours' band was playing. And uh, it was real smoky inside, so we went out on the back patio. We could still hear the band playing. And all of a sudden, this gal just comes up and starts, just comes up and hugs me. And, man, you're good looking. And I'm like, what is going on? Because Candace is, like, right there. <laughs> thinking, you know, and then she just kept on talking and talking. I couldn't get a word in. And anyway, she goes, man, I'm five foot tall. And I go, yeah, my wife's five, too. And she goes, hi. And Candace goes, hi, I'm Candace. You know, like, <laughs> anyway. Um, did that Weird. did that get her to leave? <laughs> oh no, she stayed there and kept gabbing, you know. And then finally, her boyfriend, husband, or something came and got her and drug her off. I'm like, man, what was that about? Oh my goodness! Wow. Okay, to butterfly shrimp. Once we've got them peeled, very easy, and it's kind of a touch thing. If you cut through all the way, yeah, that's all right. And try another one. What you want to do is you want to get your little shrimpy. You know, they're they're curved. They're kind of curled. So right. you want to put the curved side down you can feel their back too you know by deveining them here it already creates kind of a gap in the back of the tail and you just take a knife and just slice right down through that through that gap and you just basically what you're doing when you butterfly them you're just kind of cutting them in half straight through their back let me do another one here stand him up so he's, he's standing straight up on the when I say standing up, the tail's laying flat, but it's standing up so that the back of the tail is, is up. And I just take the knife blade, and holding the knife parallel to the, the cutting board, I just kind of move it back and forth gingerly through the shrimp tail. As you're cutting through it, you can feel it cut through, and you can kind of tell when you're getting close, of course, to, the, to your cutting board. And you want to stop just above the cutting board. You don't want to cut it all the way in half. You're just kind of cutting down through it, and you're just opening them up. Did you follow that? Yes. Does that make sense? It does. Now that I've got those butterflied, I've got a bath here of um, just some milk and egg. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put them in. Swoosh them around. Is it like a cup of milk and one egg? or? Yeah, it's about a half a cup of milk. Okay. And an egg. So, yeah, actually it's... So I'm going to do this. If you're going to be doing a lot of shrimpies, do uh, a cup of milk and two eggs. Okay. And then I've got fish fry is what I'm breading these in. And they've got all different flavors. What I've got here is a combination of Cajun and country fish fry batter. So what I'll do is I'll take the shrimps out of the, the milk and egg bath. Just put them in the batter. I'm using one of my perfect prep trays here with the batter in it. I can lay about four shrimpies in here at a time and then just come back and work them and get them coated. To do that, just kind of flip them over in the batter so you get both sides battered. Batter covered. 
And then I've got a plate here laying next to it. I'll just take them off of that, put them on that plate, and we'll do some more. We do these about four or five at a time here. Take some more out of that milk bath. When you do this, try to keep one hand wet and one hand dry. What I mean by that is that use one hand to go in and get the stuff and lay it in your to get the shrimp out of your milk bath, your milk and egg mixture, and then use the other hand where your breading is at. So that will keep you from getting it all clogged up on you. You know, wet hands and batter, especially this dry stuff. It can Next create. Next thing you know, yeah, yeah you're can all blobbed up. Quite man. a mess. Quite a mess. You're all globbed up. Now we're going to take these shrimpies here and put them on our baking stone. And we're going to oven fry them. So I've got a little bit of oil on that baking stone. The baking stone's already hot. Put a few more shrimp in the milk bath here. And what what temperature oven are you going to have? Uh, 400. 400. And then it's in for how long? For about 10 minutes. It won't take very long, especially with these things being butterflied. With them being butterflied, they'll, they'll cook really quickly. Mm-hmm. Because they're not very thick. And shrimp, even when you boil shrimp, they, it doesn't take them but just a few minutes to cook. Very fast to go. Very fast to go. I was just checking our baking stone here. I was spreading the oil out on it a little bit. What I do with the baking stone is I'll put just a little bit of olive oil in the middle. And then I'll just kind of spread it out on the stone so it just creates a nice little even sheen on the baking stone. You don't need a lot, just enough to put a little coating on it. But then that, uh, in with the, um, the oven and the heat, will cause them to fry up. Nice. Nice shrimpies. <laughs> no, no. It's I'm getting great. suspicious of restaurants where you go and the menu is like humongous. And you're just like, really? You can make all this just as good as everything else? <laughs> well, yeah. Then you're like, hmm, how much of the stuff is already prepared? Yeah. <laughs> Comes, you know, you pull it out and throw it in the oven. Like, down here they've got some Mexican joints. Basically, it's all prepared, ready-to-go Mexican food. They just pull it out of the box and microwave it or throw it in a hot oven and, you know, and mm -hmm. it comes out. So it's like, mm, you're okay. Right. But, yeah, I'm like you. I like those places that have a short menu and they do well what they do right yeah i i'm i'm beginning to appreciate as i said i'm really beginning to appreciate restaurants like that so. yeah they have sandwiches and man their sandwiches are if you get a half a sandwich it's as big as a one you know a foot long sandwich wow yeah they're huge i'm like gosh thank gosh i only ordered half a sandwich but i mean i already knew from last time we were there but yeah they loved it the people are, I mean, that's the other thing with Galveston. It's so cool. People are just so laid back and mm -hmm. just, it's a different breed, different breed of people down there. Well, maybe we'll uh, have to come to Galveston sometime. Galveston. Check it out. Check it oh, out. Galveston. Yeah, it's cool cause you can't see the water, so I can tell you how pretty it is. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> yes, yeah, friend of ours, Steve, man, our hotel's right by the water. It's so cool. And I'm like, dude, it's the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> it's not all that pretty. Because down here, y'all, I mean, unfortunately, we've got our water in the Gulf is a nasty brown color because it's got a lot of silt in it from the Mississippi, you know, where the Mississippi drains into the Gulf. It's got a lot of mud and silt. So when the water's churned up and the waves are rocking, we um, unfortunately get all that mud rocking and rolling, too. 
Okay, I got room for about four more. So let me get four more done. Put them on this baking stone. We'll get them in the oven. And then we'll turn our attention to some shrimp done another way. You're you're right now you've got like a pound or two that you're putting on this baking stone? Probably we've got probably about a probably about two pounds are on there right now. Okay. Maybe oh, maybe a pound and a half. Okay. Don't really count how many shrimpies we've tossed in there. I think there was about three pounds in this bag that I had that I started peeling. Mm-hmm. So I just went ahead and peeled them all while we were peeling. Oh, okay. Before the show started, you know, I mean, while you're there and doing it, you may as well just go ahead and do it. Right. But I was shooting for about two dozen of these to be. Um, yeah, I've only got a couple more in the bowl here. To be breaded. And then while they were cooking, I was going to take another tangent and show everybody how to do something else that's really make shrimps delicious. All right. I'm all excited. I notice you moved the chair forward. <laughs> Got a little closer to the kitchen with shrimp. I know. Do you notice I didn't offer to peel anything? I'm like, oh, that's really nice that yeah, you're doing well, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Good. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Good job. Yeah. I see how you are. <laughs> Oh, I just, I hadn't told you this before, but I met Jay Dowden, I think, from... Jay Dowden from Oklahoma? Yes, he's so nice. Jay is awesome. He runs the Oklahoma Reading Radio Service up there. Yeah. So, hey, Jay. Yeah, it was was nice to to meet him. Now, Jay's on the board, too, right? Isn't he on the um, IAA? I think think so. Yeah, I think he said that, yes. Okay, they are great folks, man. We had so much fun when they were here in Houston. And I've talked to Jay a few times on the phone, but it was really special getting to, you know, put a handshake with a person. Mm-hmm. Something we don't get to do that often. Okay. Find my mitts. My cooking in the dark mitts. Slide this hot baking stone. Back into the oven. And we're going to go about 15, well, about 10 minutes. We'll see how they are coming. Again, this is just guessing. It kind of depends. It kind of varies with the size of the of the shrimpies. Okay. All right. Those are in the oven. We'll set our timer. And we're going to take a quick break break, but we'll be right back. Cooking in the dark, and I'm going to show you how to show you what happens when pigs and shrimp meet mmm it's delicious now with more of the show here's Cheryl Cummings and Dale Campbell more of cooking in the dark oh my gosh is it shrimp yeah it's a show for short people shrimps <laughs> <laughs> i Makes would me think of never that song. You know that old song ever... short People got oh, that's no yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. I never did that. Yeah. I, was, I was always big, <laughs> man. All right, so here we go. I've told you a cool little thing we're gonna do. All right. I love these. Take you a shrimp tail, and starting at the tail, at the end of it, the, the very the you know the little tail tail, the tail tail, the tail part. We're gonna wrap it in bacon. Ooh. Oh, you're getting closer. Yeah, I'm still not offering to help, but, 
you know, I want to make sure I'm there to get the first uh, off the So plate. you just wrap this around the bacon, I mean the bacon around the shrimp. Right. Kind of, kind of letting it overlap. I'm using thin. You want to use thin bacon. And you can usually get about two shrimp per piece of bacon. So let me just cut that bacon off right there. Now, what I also do then is I slide the skewer through the shrimp, through the bacon. I wrapped it around to the bottom and then up through the top of the shrimp tail. And then by the way I wrap it, by keeping the shrimp, you know, by overlapping it, it kind of holds the, the bacon in place on the tail. Mm -hmm. And then it also allows us to wrap it around and then hold it. So it'll kind of hold itself in place as you wrap it around. So again, I'm just going around. And you're not, you, you mentioned, you said the word skewer. You're not skewering these, right? Yes, I am. You are? I'm using a bamboo skewer. Oh, okay. And so you're putting that, several on. on one. Right, and that's the other thing. When you go to cook them, mm -hmm. you don't have to cook every one of them individually. Oh. You can cook a skewer of them and cook about six or seven at the same time, which we're going to do here. And, now, and it's pretty cool to do this. I mean, when I skewers, y'all, bamboo skewers, pick yourself up a few of them. I you have will, to do that. I haven't... They're very handy. When I was, um, a few weekends ago, we had some people over and I was cooking some, some bratwurst. Mm -hmm. And then these delicious poblano chicken sausages with cheese in them. Oh, gosh, they were good. But instead of like a hot dog, I mean, even hot dogs do the same thing. You skewer three or four of the hot dogs together. And I, with these sausages, I did the same thing. I put a skewer at each end of them. So I had like five of them on two skewers, mm -hmm. okay? So when I cooked them, I could cook five at once. I wasn't chasing them all over the grill. I could just flip them like you would a steak or a pork chop or something. And, you know, you flipped them right over. So it was super, super easy to do. So, yeah, grab some bamboo skewers and keep them around. Do you just, are those just at the supermarket or do you have to uh -huh. go? They're at, they're at the grocery store. If you are going to be grilling or oven frying them for anything for any amount of time, it's a good idea to soak them in water for a little bit ahead of time so they won't catch on fuego. <laughs> that would be my luck. <laughs> the right. first time I do it, it'll be like, oh... Wrap them up, and all of a sudden you got the fire department showing up. Hey, <laughs> people in the building are like, "We knew you blind people shouldn't couldn't have been trusted, and you'd cause a fire uh, sooner or right. later." Sooner or later, it was just a bamboo skewer. Yeah. Oh, really? like, oh, I see shrimp. Well, you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got the last one done here. Now I'm not going to put these on the outdoor grill just because we're in inside right now. It's already hot and ready to go. Set our timer here on about six minutes and just let them do their thing. And that's all there is to it. Now, when we were talking about boiling shrimp earlier, mm -hmm. to boil shrimp is really easy. Get your pot of water boiling and put in about one, when I said crab and shrimp boil, um, the stuff we use comes in a powdered form. It's in a it's in just a plastic bag. A little packet. It's probably about a half a cup maybe mm -hmm. of different seasonings and spices. And we will um I'll use one of those bags per about every three pounds of shrimp. If I'm boiling about five pounds of shrimp, I'll use two of them. 
and I'll put the shrimp in. Then we also always toss in some corn on the cob, the niblets. You know, the ones that are the frozen ones, the little half-sized dudes? Yeah. Some of those, some about a pint or two pints of um, whole white mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Some little baby red potatoes. Not the big red potatoes, but the little baby ones, the little miniature guys. Yep. A couple bags of those in there. Oh, and just let all that boil together. Oh, my gosh, it's so delicious. Now, if you boil the shrimp with the peels on, as the shrimp get done, they rise to the top. Right. They float to the top. So they're easy to just to pluck right out of there. You want, and then here you go. Here's the thing with shrimp. They want to be in a nice orangey, pinkish color. You know, but when you feel them, when you feel a raw shrimp, it's real soft. Mm-hmm. As it cooks, it gets firm. So that's what you want to feel for is that firmness in the shrimp. And if not, man, just have some sushi shrimp. Sushi! Let me um, put... I've still got a few shrimp left in this bowl. Put these back in the fridge because we don't want the house smelling shrimpy. Now, I remember the first time I had like a a shrimp boil or a, oh my God, like crab legs. Oh my gosh. I was, uh, for, huh? I was doing a, I was interning, I think in DC and, um, some, a friend invited me over and they just like laid out, um, you know, a uh, paper on their dining table Yes. and yes. brought in all these pots and they're like, dig in. Just, <laughs> that's it. That's the way you do it, man. Yes, and sir. It was all, you know, like starving graduate students were like, food! <laughs> we have a friend of ours, he's got a special table, a tabletop made, that fits over a 55-gallon drum. Oh, my God. It's about a 5 by 5 square. Uh-huh. But in the center of it, it's cut out, so it's the trash can. So as you're doing your crab uh, legs or whatever, you just yeah, throw, you just like when we do crawfish, it, right? you just toss it right in the trash can. Right. Oh, it's awesome. Shrimp tails, boiled shrimp the same way, man. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. No, just it's... dump them out on the table and get after it. Yep. Yeah. It... Okay. I just checked, Cheryl, our shrimp in the oven, and yep. they are done. Ten minutes? About ten minutes. Four hundred. Four hundred. And, again, the way I know they're done, because feeling them, yeah. they're, they're rubbery. I mean, they're not real soft and pliable like they were. Right. Not saying they're rubbery like rubber, but they're, they're firm. Yeah, so if you took a bite, you'd get a nice crunchy noise. Yes, a nice, because the breading is all crunched mm-hmm. and nicely done. The shrimp are done right. because they're firm. And cutting them in half, man, that definitely helped, you know, with cook time. If you leave them whole, I mean, what you can do, you don't have to butterfly them. It'll just take them just a little bit longer to cook. In fact, I'm going to flip some of these over here. Check them out. Oh, yeah, very good, very good. Okay. Now, let's talk about adding a little buffalo to our diet. Ooh, all right. Tell me about buffalo. You've been places where they've had buffalo shrimp? Yes. Okay. Buffalo shrimp is super easy to make. What you're going to need is some hot sauce. Okay. All right, yeah. It's just a combination of hot sauce and butter depending on how hot you want to make them. If you want to make them pretty mild, and just remember the ratio, you want it to be a cup, one cup total of sauce. Depending on how much hot sauce or butter you put in that will make it hotter or colder, okay? Or not spicier or not as spicy. 
How's that? Milder or spicy? Yeah, so, so you take a, a cup of hot sauce, and then you start adding your butter to it? Well, no, you want, you no. want the whole quantity to total Oh, to one equal cup. One, one cup. Okay. Okay. So you can go half and half a cup of butter. You can go three quarters and, and a, a quarter, quarter cup, cup of, butter, of butter, which will be a little spicier. Right. A quarter cup and three quarters cups of butter. Uh, See what I'm saying? Gotcha. So I'm going to go half and half. Half and half. As soon as I can find my butter. Where did my butter go? Who took my butter? I had butter out here. I really did. Now I think I understand why this sauce can be so, like, uh, fattening. Because it's it's hot sauce and butter. Yeah, butter. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. In a bowl, I'm going to put my butter, one mm -hmm. stick. Mm -hmm. I'm going to... Are you going... Do you melt the butter, or do you just... You're yes. Just, okay, so it's a stick of butter melted. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for that, hey, our bacon shrimp are done. Oh, I did hear a ding. A ding. All right. So you don't have to turn them or anything, and they're done. No, they're done. I'm going to leave them in there to cook just a little bit. Okay. On the hot, just to help make sure the bacon gets cooked through. That's why you want to use thin bacon. Okay. Just because if you use thick bacon, it'll the shrimp will get done before the bacon does. Mm-hmm. Don't want that. No, because then you'll have rubbery shrimp. Yeah, rubbery shrimp. Rubbery shrimp. And worms. Uh. <laughs> okay. Let's do this here. Time. Cook time. Not set. Set. Cook time. Minutes. Don't want minutes. Set. Cook time. Seconds. Set seconds. I think we're going to go about 20 seconds, maybe? 15 seconds. One, five, ten, fifteen seconds. Okay. There you go. There we go. The talking microwave. The music says it's done. <laughs> Let's see how we melted. We are melted. Wow. Perfect. Wow. 15 that thing works seconds. just like a microwave. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Now, my stick of butter had been out for a while, y'all. It had been sitting out, so it was softened. That's why I only went 15 seconds. Hey, you guys. Okay. We've got our half a cup of butter. Let me get my spoon here. We'll stir this up. Okay, so to make these shrimp buffaloes, yeah, very easy. You just drop them into your hot sauce mixture, uh -huh. let them get coated, and then set them out on a plate. And you're done? And that's it. Mm -hmm. So here we go. I've got them in there. I'm going to put some tails in there. Just kind of let, it, let them soak up in that for a minute, and then take them out. 
And that's all there is to it. And it's one cup of sauce. will go a long way. Mm. And to me, all this is not very spicy. Mm-hmm. But again, I eat spicy, so to me, this is mild half and half. Mm-hmm. If I were going to do this for me, I would probably go one cup to a, a stick of butter, to a half a cup of butter. But since I know we've got some Yankees out there, I like the spice, man, but I can't get away from the old. Mm-hmm. As age goes on, golly, stuff keeps falling apart. All right, y'all. We're going to take a short short. We're going to pull this uh, bacon-wrapped shrimp off when we come back. We're gonna, Hang in there. Yeah, we're going to fill up Cheryl's plate. Lovely, lovely. Oh, dang. I wondered what I forgot today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back as we look for Cheryl's plate on Cooking in the Dark. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Let me reach over and get this skewer of these bacon shrimpies off. Mm. They're still sizzling. Touch them real fast. Oh, yeah. The bacon's cooked all the way around. Perfect. Set these skewers right over here with the buffalo shrimps. You know, on second thought, Cheryl, these buffalo shrimp are awful spicy. I don't think unless you're... You, you are bison. certainly not going to suggest I can't have one or two. Well, I'm just going to... Well, I was yeah. kind of thinking that. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't even, don't try. I need you to sign this form in triplicate. <laughs> this disclaimer. <laughs> Shrimp is good food, folks. Today, you got introduced to the talking microwave. What a big day today was. And then we busted out the shrimp. We did some oven-fried shrimp, which are just so easy. Just peel the shrimp, devein them, butterfly them if you want to. I did. Drop them in a mixture of egg and milk, which is about one egg to to one cup of milk. Put them in your uh, batter. A dry, what we used was a fish fry. We just made it dry. Bake the shrimp at 400 degrees on a baking stone for just about 10 to 12 minutes. And again, you can tell they're, when you touch them, if they're not done, they will stay. When you press down, they won't spring back. But when they're done, they'll spring back. Just like a good, firm shrimpy that's cooked perfectly should do. We also took some shrimp tails and wrapped them with bacon. Put them on a skewer. So we had about six on that skewer. Put it on a, the indoor grill. You can also grill these outdoors. Oh, delicious. And again, I recommend using the skewers because instead of searching for six or seven shrimpy all over the place, they're all right there on the skewer. Pick them up and they're ready to go. Then we also made a great buffalo sauce mixture which is just butter and hot sauce and again use the basic ratio of one cup total and about a half to a half it's all good now as a garnishment something we were going to throw together but we ran out of time we're going to do some coleslaw for that i just simply had some coleslaw already shredded you know we picked up in a package at the grocery and some coleslaw dressing you just put those two together put in the amount of dressing that you want so that you make it. You know, some people like that stuff, Cheryl, so runny. I hate dressed coleslaw like that. Right. But I also like to add a little pickle to it or something. Just a little extra something. But anyway, we'll talk about coleslaw on another show. This is Cooking in the Dark. I am hungry because we made shrimp today. Yeah, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying my shrimp. Oh, it's good, isn't it? What do you think, buffalo too hot? No, perfect. Nine. Sounds like my middle name. <laughs> the dude with the food, the man with the plan, Dale Perfect Campbell. I like it. It's got a good ring to it. It's also 
about as far from the truth as you can get, but I like it. <laughs> All right. For Cheryl Cummins, I'm Dale Campbell. This is Cooking in the Dark. We'll see you on uh, the other side. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Cooking in the Dark was produced by THC Productions. Oh, yeah.